Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Welcome to the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We are your hosts, I'm Will. And I'm Bob, and I'll nail your ass to the wall. <laughs> I love this movie, man. One really of the greatest play. villains, man. He can play serious. He can play scary. He can play hilarious. The, the rest, outside of you and I, Will, I don't think the rest of the world didn't appreciate Reese now. Yeah, like, I just I just don't feel like they appreciated him the way they fucking should have. Like, do you know that that guy was almost the sheriff of Nottingham and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? I heard that that was one of the main reasons why Mel Brooks wanted him. Yeah. You know, it's the same. And thing he would have pulled it off, dude. It's the same thing with Carrie always. Carrie always wanted to play Robin Hood and, and Prince of Thieves. Yeah. And fucking re- and. Um, uh, Reese, I forgot his name. Um. Either way, he had wanted to like. I'm just my brain just farted. Roger like Reese. He, Roger Reese. I kept wanting to say David Reese. I'm like, that's the yeah. guy from the Shield. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was like, David Reese Snell's the guy from the Shield. I don't know why their names. I always want to call one the other, but and it's so funny because when I would watch the Shield, I would always call that guy Roger Reese. I'm like, it says the <laughs> beginning of every fucking episode. Like anyway, yeah. but um, yeah, dude, and he wanted to play the sheriff of Nottingham. And, like, apparently it was almost, like, kind of, like, just, like, everything was, all, the only thing that was left was to cross the T's and dot the lowercase lower J's. <laughs> <laughs> like, for him to play the sheriff. And, like, yeah. last minute they were like, no, dude, we got fucking um, Alan Rickman. And, like, how do you say no to that, right? But, like, he was that's always... true. Like, and that's because Alan Rickman was was mostly just known as a as a theater actor. I yeah. mean, he I mean, he had come out in, in Die Hard and, and everything. But, like, this was 1991. This is three years later. Like, he know? is kind of forever Hans Gruber. But, like, yeah. I guess that's the really good thing about him is he gets to be everybody. He gets to really be everybody. Yeah. Some people remember him as Snape. Like, guys yeah. our age will remember him as Hans Gruber or the sheriff. Yeah. But, like... But, fucking, Roger Reese was such a good villain and fucking almost everything that he was in and this this like included because like this was another wasted opportunity to have him be a villain like i don't know if any of you guys have seen this movie and if you're fucking listening to this podcast clearly you probably have seen the the seminal richard grieco classic if looks could kill but like roger reese just proves in this movie that he could have been a bond villain yeah he would have been an amazing foil to pierce brosnan 
And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. Uh, oh yeah, we're we're talking about it looks good kill. We kind of just got off on a tangent, but like we always do, like mm-hmm. like we tend to do. But I never really got into the James Bond movies. I, I was more of a fan <laughs> of the parodies. Uh, as as the parodies, uh, example, the parodies is are this. too different from the movies. Because here's the thing, dude. I love this movie. Yeah. Same. For all the reasons why it's making fun of James Bond, this movie right. was 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 like if I knew who James Bond was when I first watched this movie when I was ten years old, mm-hmm. I would have been into James Bond. Yeah, but I was into this movie. You know what I mean? And it, and it's so funny because like I was telling Patty because like I put it on earlier and she was like, "This it's dumb, but I like this movie." And I go, "You know why you like this movie?" And she goes, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because you like 007 movies. Yeah. Like this is accidentally." A really good James Bond movie. You know like, what this is? Like, do you know? Uh, do you know uh, that that airplane, the 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 Zucker comedy, Zucker Brothers comedy movie, is actually like the script for Airplane is mm-hmm. actually like word for word off of a movie called Zero Hour. No, I didn't know that. Okay, like, I, I know. I know that if you close your eyes. Well, watching Airplane, it sounds like a very serious movie. Yeah. See, here's the thing. They took that movie and they found they thought that it was so hilarious, like on its own, that they took the script and they didn't change anything. Not none of the dialogue, maybe a couple of mm-hmm. words of the dialogue, but everything is exactly the same. They just added like the little jokes here and there. If yeah, you watch yeah. Zero Hour, it's the exact same as Airplane, but less funny. That's, That's what so if Looks Could Kill is. Looks yeah. Could Kill is if this was done more straightforward or whatever, starring Pierce Brosnan, or at the time I think it was Timothy Dalton, yeah, uh, Dalton this would have been a really good James Bond movie. Yeah, it would have been. That's what. That's why I like this movie so much. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. It's a fun James Bond movie. Like I know it's <laughs> supposed to be a parody of James Bond, but like you accidentally made a really good James Bond movie. That's fucking Fred Decker for you, man. So Fred Decker. Uh, he's he's a name that comes up so much in this podcast, man. Uh, I know, dude, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know Fred Decker wrote this. We say that he, a lot. He came up with the story. It was his idea to write the story. Do you know who wrote the screenplay for this? Mm-mm. The guy who wrote the screenplay for this, I don't know if you recognize this name, Darren Starr. No. Don't know who that Darren is. Starr, the genius behind the, the awesome TV show Sex in the City. Oh really? I didn't. He know created. That. He created Sex in the City based on the based on the novel, and uh, like that's where that's he he got his start. Uh, you know, doing this movie, and this movie is directed by none other than William Deere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who that guy is. No, I'm not sure what he directed. William Deere. He directed Angels in the Outfield. He directed uh, 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 Harry and the Hendersons. He directed Harry a bunch of the Hendersons, man. Yeah, dude. Like he he directed a bunch of a bunch of uh, uh, '80s movies. Um, he directed one of the Salon movies, unfortunately, which was uh, not the good all, one. Not <laughs> the good one. Not the good one. But yeah, man, uh, he's he's a he's a really good really good director. This this movie had had a lot going for it, uh, and then it had Richard Grieco. <laughs> you know who it was originally supposed to be? Who Fred Decker wrote it for? Who? Um, Michael Anthony Hall. I believe that. And um, that's who who he wrote it for. As much as I adore Richard Grieco in this movie, because despite the fact that despite the fact that he's 30 years old in this movie and he's playing, he's playing a high school, 16 year old. I was like, my God, dude, 
Yeah, you, you at know, least 30. <laughs> I I I I kind of disagree with you that that he was out of place, but he's he's very out of place. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know? it is one of those things where it's like you could remake this movie with a number of other people, but like there's something so delightful about Richard Grieco in it. It's yeah, really- like he he's 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 actually charming. He's very charming and he's very yeah. likable. I'll give him that. I'll give you him know? that in this movie. He's very yeah. likable in this movie. And, like, uh, I, I think that's what was so funny is this cast is like surprisingly really good. Like it's a really good cast. And like I, I read an interesting fact that the the Bond girl in this one, Mariska uh, Blade, Fred uh-huh. Decker named her Mariska after his old college roommate, Mariska Hargitay. Fucking oh. Olivia Benson from, from Law and Order SVU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that. How wild is that? I didn't even know that Fred yeah. Decker and her knew each other. Apparently they were roommates in college. Dude, Mariska Hargitay is like one of those one of those actresses that everybody everybody in Hollywood has a story about. Yeah. And uh, everybody everybody knows her and like she's like friends with everybody. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy how 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 like she is with everybody. It's like but, um, it's like when you hear shoot interviews about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, oh yeah, he's one of the best guys I've ever known. Like nobody has a cr- bad thing to say about him. Isn't that crazy about a guy whose character was a redneck who drank beer? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, like everybody has something negative to say about every wrestler on the planet, and yet yeah. nobody's got a negative thing in the world to say about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. It's bizarre. So Roger Reese uh, plays the villain, and um, Augustus Steranko. Steranko, which is the coolest bad guy, right? Name. It, Ever. It's such a Victor Von Doom of a name. Steranko, like, man. Augustus Steranko. Like, and I, I love that he calls him Augie. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> well, you really and, know how to feed him a line of shit, don't you, Augie? <laughs> and the great, the great Linda Hunt, Academy Award winner Linda Hunt. They got an Academy Award winning actress to to show up in this movie. <laughs> for like for all my for all my peeps out there, for all my video game homies out there, mm-hmm. she's the voice of Gaia in yes. um, in God of War. God of War. Your your narrator in every God of War movie. Every and God I, of War video game is her. And I want to say that that her performance in those video games are the reason why she is on this earth because good god. <laughs> oh, she's so good. It's her so voice good. Is, her voice yeah. is so good considering like her accent in this is so thick. I don't know what what kind of Bane accent she's trying her hand at. She, I, I don't. I, it's supposed to be Russian or German or or what? But you know, God bless her. She's trying. I'm gonna call it Russian. <laughs> yeah, and Russian uh, accent. She's got Russian, <laughs> and she has got one of the coolest bad guy Bond weapons. She's got a necklace that turns into a steel whip. Bro, that like, like grows ten times as long as it is, and she's able to wrap it around her neck like a necklace. It's such a Bond weapon. The the fucking bowler hat frisbee, yeah. Like it's so Bond, dude. And even uh, the guy who's essentially Jaws with the hand, yeah. Like I love that dude. Like I I love everything. I love the villains so much in this movie. Like they're all mm-hmm. so unique and different. Like they even have your your pussy galore, and what's her name? Ariola, like Ariola Canasta. There you go, Ariola Canasca. Like, there's so many like, 
everybody has really good names in this movie. Yeah. Even Michael. She has Orton she, she has a such name. a regular real like her real name is so like her name's Carol Davis. Yeah. Like like it's so like but no, she's playing Ariola Canasta. Who, by the way, oh my. she's like on so many shows that you've seen. Like, oh my god, dude, she is. Oh, she is. Woo wee. And she's and Gabrielle right. Gabrielle Anwar. Um, she is, she has, she has this, her performance in this movie is like, like she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like, is she really British? I don't think she's not. She's not, right? No. no, Her accent's pretty pretty all right in this movie. Oh, no, she is, she is, she is British. Or she's English. She's like, she's like, um, has English ancestry, but she's American. Right, and all the other movies I've seen her in, like she's in Burn Notice, and yeah, like yeah. Every, like she she speaks with an American accent, like she's yeah. you know, but she is so gorgeous in this movie, um, yeah, and she is um, because it's so easy to play the damsel in distress a certain way, but like in mm-hmm. in this one, like her perform her performance is very like you feel for her, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's why. Richard Grieco feels so out of place is he is surrounded by really good actors and every like single really scene, good actors. It's like at the, at the end of every line, he says he looks at the camera and winks, you know, yeah, he, he is very Jim in the office. Yeah. You know, that's what it all. Oh, that's what it is. It's like if Jim accidentally became a secret agent in an episode of the office, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause he does, he feels like that. He's real. Like, like down the barrel of the camera and like, oh, I'm so handsome. Whoops. Have you like, ever seen that Bill Murray movie, The Man Who Knew Too Little? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just. Why I just the only other human who knows that movie? I, I just remembered that movie right now. And like, this is totally that. That's yeah, this, this is like, this is like uh, uh, the three amigos that episode yeah. of The Office, like the man who knew too little, like this they, regular they, guy being put into these extraordinary circumstances without they, his knowledge. They did. They did that so well. They basically used the exact same storyline as the man who knew too little. Yeah. Um, for the Bruce Campbell movie, My Name is Bruce. And yeah. I don't know, you've seen that one where where he's like dealing with the fact that he's he's playing himself mm-hmm. and he's dealing with the fact that he's a B movie actor and somebody accidentally unleashes a real demon in their town and he kidnaps Bruce Campbell to fucking chainsaw this demon and like bruce campbell is this like hack actor that lives in a trailer in the middle of the woods now because he doesn't have any money and he works for peanuts <laughs> and like he's like sam raimi is, sam raimi isn't giving him any work <laughs> yeah and his, his agent is actually played by ted raimi and fucking, <laughs> as like, it should as, as it, it should. should be yeah and fucking he's he's angry because he's an actor and like nobody takes him seriously so he thinks that this is uh a performance uh, piece where like everybody in the town is an actor and they're all pretending like, that this demon has come like to life. Galaxy so, Quest. Like Galaxy Quest. It's such a fucking that's a <laughs> fun thing to do. Yeah. And like that that if you do it right, it's it's fucking hilarious. And this movie really does do it right. Like they like nobody ever calls him Mike in the movie or just yeah. Michael. They refer to him by as his full Michael. name. Yeah. Mike corbin the whole movie he's referred to as michael corbin no one just says hey it's mike or hey it's michael like oh yeah. my god it's michael corbin 
Like, and and the the whole the whole way they get him they get him in 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 into it is kind of contrived because the movie opens up where they're at the graduation and they hand him his diploma and he opens up the diploma and it says that he's like a credit short. Yeah, incomplete. He got an incomplete so, grade. Yeah, so they are already going to graduate and they're going to go on a field trip mm-hmm. for credit. Well. They're, they're he's not they're not going to go on a field trip for credit. They're going on a field trip as part of the graduating class. But mm-hmm. since there's no summer school for him to take, like the only French teacher in the school is going to be in France. So in order for him to continue and try to get that grade, he has to be where the teacher is, which is going to mm-hmm. be in France, which is why I like his dad's character. Oh, that's just dandy. Like, <laughs> like oh, where have, he, I have he, to send you to France for it. Like, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> His dad, who's only a couple years older than he is. I know, dude. I they like, old him up, dude. They put old makeup on him, on his dad. I was like, bro, Richard Grieco's dad looks like they went to school with him. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, sir, that's that's the one thing that bugged me so much about this movie. I was like, why why did all you guys graduate at 27? <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like, nobody looks like a teenager. Yeah. No looks like a teenager in this movie. Like, not so, a fucking one of them so i remember watching this movie uh when i was a kid like all the time dude because they would show this on hbo and i would watch it and i loved it i loved every single freaking moment of this movie because i thought i honestly thought it was like the coolest movie ever because like i said i had no idea who james bond was i was not uh i didn't know who james bond was until goldeneye in 1995 Mm-hmm. That's how out of touch I was when it came to James Bond. So to me, like with this movie and all the all the 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 gadgets and everything, like that was cool, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. So I, I saw this movie on Cinema. I can actually remember the day that I saw this movie on Cinemax for the first time. Like I don't remember the exact date, but I must have been like eight or nine. And I remember it because it had to be around this time too. Cause I went to the mall early in the day with my mom and my grandma and i loved going to the mall because my mom would always buy me a figure but if my grandma was there she would buy me one too mm-hmm. so like i was i knew i was getting like toys that day and i remember buying like two batman toys i got a batman toy from like my mom and my grandma and then i asked my mom for um i think it was like a bat cycle I can't remember what exactly it was, but my mom was like, you know what? Like, I got my income tax. Why not? Like, I'll get it for you. So she bought it for me. And I don't know if my grandma was cycle? just. Yeah, it was like a, it was a bat cycle. It was a something. It was a vehicle. I just can't remember what, but I know it was ah. a Batman vehicle. Okay. And then my grandmother, not to be outdone, bought me that fucking Michael Keaton Batmobile. The one that came with the Michael Keaton figure that you could switch. You could put the, the, Oh, and you the, roll like that. And it was yeah, like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You'd roll yeah. the, the thing and like Batman would be in one compartment and Bruce Wayne would be in the other. Yeah. So it was like, not to be outdone. My grandma bought that for me. So like, it was like fucking Christmas for me. <laughs> I was fucking thrilled. And I went home and I went to my room and I turned on Cinemax and if looks could kill had just started, like it was literally the beginning at the graduation. And I, I'll never forget watching it while playing with my toys. And like right after that, I, I liked it so much because I was like, this was such a fucking cool movie. And I didn't know what I did with the remote. So I didn't change the channel. 
and right after that showdown with billy blanks came out no and that that was the first time i saw showdown that is so cool man just thinking about that right now i was like i remember (laughs) i saw those movies for the first time the same day back to back that's crazy like that's wild Go, uh, we, we did an episode of a showdown. So you guys should yeah, go back yeah. and, uh, and check it out. We, go back and check out that seminal classic. Yeah. We're right so, about everything in that movie too. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we got, so, uh, we go from the, uh, from the, from the graduation to somewhere in Europe, right. Where it's snowy and everything. And, and apparently, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost every scene in this movie, uh, has like some connection to a to a James Bond film from the past. Yeah, right. Everything like there's I um uh, I want to say is this Living Daylights where where they're where he's skiing and shooting and stuff. Right. So uh, here's the and here's the thing that was pretty interesting too about that. They do two things in this movie that later are part of both Mission Impossible and a James Bond movie. Uh-huh. And it was the the explosive chewing gum. Yeah. Came out Green later. Light. Green yeah. Light. Yeah. Came out later in Mission Impossible. Yep. And then the 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 shoes with the suction cups came out later in, in Goldeneye. Like when he when he rides down the side of the building, like, yeah. Like that was, they did looks it looks good kill did it first. Huh. It's been yeah. a long time since I've seen Goldeneye. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, dude. I, I, I honestly, my only interest in Goldeneye was a video game. Like, I didn't know. Oh man, those, those, I, I like, I have liked literally every James Bond movie except the last one. Yeah, like the the re, the most recent one that came out. Uh-huh. I hated yeah. it so much, but I need um, to watch them. I need, I really need to watch them. You played Metal but, Gear Solid Three? I did. Yes, that's that's, that's my the, favorite that, Metal Gear game. That's the new James Bond, only dumb. Oh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like it was so it's so like what? Like nano machines. What is this shit? <laughs> oh, like, great. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. why are you doing this? Like, didn't make any fucking sense. But like I, I've like my grandfather's a James Bond guy. Yeah. And like when I was a kid, my uncle for Christmas, I think it was my uncle for Christmas bought him. You remember those time life like packages? Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. books. Yeah. Well, he bought him the entire vhs collection of all the james bond movies up to goldeneye oh like, nice yeah so it was like a, it was like a package of like must have been like 20 tapes something fucking absurd and stupid like Jeez. that but like my grandfather was like everybody get out of the living room like, <laughs> everybody yeah. get out of the living room or everybody's gonna get real fucking comfortable with james bond movies like right fucking now and like <laughs> i was the one who fucking like i'm gonna get comfortable fuck that yeah I watched all these James Bond movies with him. Like we don't, and it's so funny because like it's one of those things. Like, what did you and him talk about? Like, fucking nothing. We watched <laughs> James Bond movies. That's like, awesome. Just dude. watched them, dude. And like, I've liked them ever since. Those, they're goofy as fuck. <laughs> like, there's there's no serious James Bond movie. Like, if you're watching James Bond movies and you're waiting for something to be serious in it, like, watch Mission Impossible. Those the are Daniel, the, the Daniel Craig James Bonds were kind of like that. But I they're still goofy. Yeah, it's still goofy to me. Like, so speaking sorry, of Matt, goofy, man, Matt Mickelson hitting him in the balls with a bull rope. Like, come on, guys, this is so. Silly. Speaking of goofy and silly, man, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, Steranko makes his makes his appearance. 
and he he kills he kills like like some minister or something mm-hmm. and then like you hear all this gun shooting outside and then you have this action sequence where this guy is is skiing and killing off all the all the 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 bad guys and he breaks through the window mm-hmm. and who is it but freaking Roger Daltrey the lead singer from who from the who which is so random. Which is so random, dude. Like, like I didn't remember this. I didn't either. Like just when I saw it recently again for the first time, I was like, hey, am I out of my fucking mind or is that behind blue eyes right there? Like, yeah. And I gotta tell you, man, he's got the look, dude. Yeah. Like shit, yeah. Like he, he, he looks, looks like badass. Yeah. He really does look like a badass secret agent. And, and then he, he gets taken down by four foot four foot one Linda Hunt (laughs) like with extreme prejudice dude because he is whining he's crying he's flopping on the floor like like in pain and agony and Strangle's just chilling there like drinking his coffee like you know like are you done yet (laughs) he's he's playing uh secret agent blade yeah like no last name just blade blade well apparently blade (laughs) is his last name uh, like apparently that is what's supposed to be is like nobody knows what his first name is but blade is supposed to be the last name the only reason i know that is because marishka is credited as marishka blade uh just to uh, hammer home the fact that she is his daughter yeah because we needed that yeah but i mean again it's such a james bond like idea you know what i mean yeah like why why would you team up with james bond because the man you're after killed my father. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, killed my favorite second cousin. Killed my, <laughs> my fucking favorite second cousin, dude. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, man. So, have, uh, huh? have, have we fucking discussed that movie on this show before? Uh, I want to say yes. It feels like something we would have talked about. Yeah. If not, we'll do it again. I don't care. Right. Like it might, it might just be one of those movies that you and I have just talked talked about in the back at your in your backyard before. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, these are basically just backyard conversations we have on this show. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yep, we are we are not professional. We're just really good at it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what well, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of professional, what we're gonna do real quick is we're gonna take a real quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna discuss further um, this gem of a movie because I gotta tell you. It gets better. <laughs> it gets better and weirder from here, guys. Yeah. Like, so uh, we're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back on the Movie Know-It-All podcast and the Know-It-All Network. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all.
is all very cool, but I think you guys are making a big mistake here. Really, Corbin, isn't this throughout getting a little tiresome? Well, just who do you think I am? Michael Corbin, deep cover agent for the CIA. Uh-huh, yeah. Michael Corbin, French class reject. I've seen it before. They've got him so brainwashed that America he can't penetrate his cover. Here. I mean, check this out. Here's my, here's my driver's license, my school ID, my fake ID. Listen, listen. I got a great idea. Why don't we track down Mrs. Gover, my fresh teacher? I mean, she'll tell you I'm... Your car. Michael Corbin, deep cover operative for the CIA. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's such a charmer, man. Right. So oh, that rap, that rap scallion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be no. like, you know what? I am whatever you want me to be. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't be. I would be no. terrified of this entire situation. <laughs> like, I would be mortified at this entire situation. Once the guy grabbed me at the airport and fired at my French teacher, I'd be mortified. Like yeah. I might jump in the car and take off, but I would immediately park it somewhere, get out, and and like find my teacher. <laughs> like help help me like this is a case of mistaken identity like yeah. holy shit and like what a fucking like that's the thing that i've always kind of laughed about these mistaken identity movies is like mm -hmm. so many people just kind of like ah, i'll just roll with it like yeah. no like <laughs> i would not roll with it i am far too lazy to be caught up in these cia shenanigans like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so uh, we go, we're, we're at the airport, right? And like the coincidence of all coincidences, they're at the same airport. They have the same name. Uh, the bad guys know exactly who they're going to be looking for. This guy named Michael Corbin, right? Just by name. Nobody knows. Just what by he name. Like. Nobody knows what he looks like. That's not even his real name. That's his fake name. That's his that's, alias, that's right? That's his agent name. Yeah. That's his agent name, right? Okay. So and 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 uh I gotta say, man, the death scenes in this movie are brutal, but they're not like I'm I'm genuinely crazy. I'm genuinely surprised it didn't get an R rating for the violence because the violence so, is pretty like so pretty here's an there. example. Here's an example, right? Linda Hunt corners Michael Corbin, the secret agent in the lobby or or in mm. the in the lounge mm. she shoots him with an improvised gun made out of a vacuum cleaner mm. she shoots him in the chest and smoke comes out of his mouth that's brutal <laughs> it's a brutal kill that is so cool i guess the soccer and moms so are okay brutal. with i guess the soccer moms are okay with clever kills just as long as they're not yeah. bloody so yeah because so that in that that uh that basically is saying that the gun that she shot him with was so hardcore that it, so it blew up hot. <laughs> yeah, that it cooked his insides when it shot him. Is <laughs> <laughs> like hit him in the lungs and he oh yeah like, breathed smoke and like his last breath was smoke and wow. fucking like that's cool. <laughs> and then she shoves him in the snack cart. <laughs> it just bends him, bends him in all sorts of ways, and sticks him in the snack cart. Give him a break. <laughs> Give him like, a break. <laughs> okay. Try to explain the logistics of this to me. How did she do that? She is four foot one. Uh, I'm and Michael Corbin. I'm, I'm going to say superhuman Oscar award winning strength. 
<laughs> That's just what happens to you when you win an Oscar. You become superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Wait, oh, did she have God. did she have an Oscar yet? I like how even in kindergarten cop, Schwarzenegger was afraid of her. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just an intimidating like little person. It's so crazy, man. So he Michael Corbin, the the student, then answers a telephone call from British intelligence. <laughs> the switch is complete, I guess, because he gets he gets the first class ticket and everything. And from then on, everybody assumes that he is the secret Michael agent Michael Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. Right. And it Which all so ridiculous. Like which is and and it's funny because apparently to everybody in this world in this in this movie world mm. he does not look a day over 17 yeah that's that's the part that bugs me the most i was like yeah he looks like he'd be a fucking secret agent right. he's clearly age appropriate like, yeah and and uh like you we follow we follow him to to the actual British television, which is the scene that we that, that we uh, that we showed earlier, yeah. and we go through this montage of all these, like is that what they do all day? They just test stuff, you know, like in, in a big warehouse, you know. I always wanted to open one of these doors to a room yeah. full of CIA agents just getting like, trained, getting trained, like <laughs> wicked. <laughs> it, it really is. It's just one of those like training facilities where like there's a dude like getting hit with bomb explosions, like practice, like just practicing how it would feel in a bomb explosion proof suit. Who, like, by the way, that's that's director William Deere in a cameo. Is it really? I didn't know. Yeah. He's like, want to like, go again? <laughs> Maybe later. Like, how many guys did they go through with that? <laughs> and like the the one I actually really liked was the the desk where he takes the phone call when he picks up the phone and the desk yeah. just flies open and crushes the head. So like, like what if you I mean, accidentally pick up the phone? Like you know, how does that work? No shit. <laughs> and I'm like, you'd have to have two phones, right? Or is it a certain line that rings? I don't I don't know man I don't I don't I don't get I don't get the logistics of any of this stuff that they're that they're doing because they all seem very um situation specific like and to me. The, the other part that made me laugh was like when she shows him the trunk of his car and like he has the scuba gear the camo gear and the tuxedo and all are equipped with like knickknacks and shit like that right yeah and I'm thinking like oh okay so he's there's gonna be like a scene where he goes scuba diving and a scene where he's going to need the camouflage yeah. and like, nah, just the no. tux. Yeah. Just the tuxedo. And, and I, I, I do, I really do like that scene. Like, yeah. because like, if you take that scene seriously, it is such a James Bond scene. That's what I wanted to ask. Like, is this like, is this something that happens in a majority of James Bond movies or is this yeah. just like one movie or this is like, Fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, this is like original, like Sean Connery, like James Bond shit. Like having having like dinner at the casino with like Doctor Evil shit. Like I did that. watch. I did watch Doctor No. Yeah, like sitting at the casino. That's the real, you know, shaken not stirred moment. That's and where he like, first says Bond, James Bond. 
Yeah, like like Bond, James Bond. That, like they really do a really good parody of that moment. Mm-hmm. And like even fucking like Roger Reese again, like chewing the scenery like he's a cow in its grass. Like it's he's so good <laughs> in it. He's and, and it's such a funny thing because like the CIA is like he's a friend. Like go out there, watch him and make sure that nobody goes after him. Yeah, because in in the story nobody knows that he's actually the bad guy. Steranko is actually supposed to be, he's supposed to, his mission is to protect Steranko. So like basically what he is, and it's such a fucking bro, like not for nothing. And I, 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 I I'm trying not to invoke D, the DC universe. I really am. I'm trying to make it a point <laughs> not to do that, but this is such a Lex Luthor plot. Yeah. Like the idea that he has a vault, a secured, area come on dude this has got nothing to do with real estate what's wrong with you true right <laughs> we, need, we need at least three movies of real estate first yeah. <laughs> four but um yeah dude so you have this idea that he has an area where he can secure uh all the gold for the minted gold of europe mm-hmm. the new united europe and like well we have gold and we have gold and we have gold but like this is my gold. well this is my gold and fucking Roger Reese just basically comes on like, hey, why don't you guys let me hold the gold? Like, I'll leave it here. I've got basically a Fort Knox where mm-hmm. I can just keep all your gold here and watch it for you. So he, everybody like, oh, sounds like a great idea. You don't seem villainous at all. So mm-hmm. they fucking give him all this gold, which he starts melting and producing yeah. his own currency with the plan of killing the leaders of the United Nations by inviting them to dinner, celebrating the new minted Europe, and poisoning them at the party. Yeah. This is such a fucking Lex Luthor with scheme. Po- killing them with poison developed by the US CIA. By the US CIA. <laughs> like, bro, that's like, it's one of those things where like the writers from James Bond are like, okay, fuck you a little bit. That's a great idea. So, like, well, that fucking ruined our next James Bond movie. So like here's a real thing. kick at the dick. It's a good idea. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a good one. It really is. But and and it's not. I mean, it's it's of course it's it's very out of the realm of reality, right? But oh yeah, nobody technically hey, yeah. sure a country's te- gonna get trust some guy with all their gold. Technically, yeah. technically, it's plausible. You know, no, no, it's absolutely plausible. That's yeah. all you need for a movie. Yeah, like you just need plausibility. Like, yeah. how is that any dumber than fucking Fort Knox? <laughs> like, I would not trade him for all the gold in your Fort Knox. <laughs> like, we fucking put, we took all our gold and we stuck it in one area. Yeah. Why? Because we got guards all around it. The fuck does that have to do with all the gold is in one spot? Yeah, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> that's, that's the, yeah, right? Like, that's the reality of our fucking country. Like, is it really any sillier to think that some other country would try that? Like, it's really not that fucking silly at all. And like, but that's what makes it so good. The plausibility that this guy would get the United Nations to trust him. Uh Like, he's that good of a bad guy. And you believe it because he is that smooth. He is that like, you know, I mean, you know, he's the bad guy. We know he's the bad guy. Yeah. But he he comes across as somebody who's who's like authoritative and like you can trust. Right. And, And like, it works. It works for the story. And like, again, it is fucking Roger Reese's performance. Like he is such a good bad guy. Yeah. And like you get this moment where 
um, where Richard, where Michael Corbin goes to uh, the casino following Mariska because she fucking tries to warn him that there's somebody trying to kill him. Yeah. And that leads to a really funny scene, too, like where he's in his because he doesn't get an Aston Martin in this one. He gets what was it? A no, Ferrari? He gets a Ferrari he or it looks a, like a Ferrari. At least it looks like a Ferrari anyway. Yeah. It's a uh, stupid, crazy, cool car. Yeah. <laughs> and it has all these fucking James Bond gadgets in it. Mm. And he has no training on how to use any of this shit. But so let, guys, let, let me stop you there. Hold on real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Let, let me stop you there, dude. Who the fuck doesn't know how to roll down a window? He's pushing every single button on this damn car to roll down a damn window. And like, anyway, thing, I'm sorry. The thing that, that makes me laugh about that is like, let's say it, you, any one of us were in that situation. Uh-huh. When you're flipping all these switches and you hear the Stuff computer, yeah, you hear the computer going rocket armed. Like yeah. I, I'm not touching anything. Like I'm not fuck that. All for the sake. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's funny. It is. It is funny. It it's works. It's for the sake of the comedy yeah. of the moment, and yeah. it does. It does totally work because yeah. it is. It is this moment where your character with the iron hand. I, I don't know what his name is. I'm just gonna call him Jaws. Yeah. Like it's big. <laughs> it's Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, it's hand Jaws. There you go. He's hand claw. Jaws. Calm Claw. <laughs> Calm Claw. That's a good one. Claw. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like he he is essentially the Jaws character. Yeah. And you have he's this, this giant. He's this he's this mute giant. Yeah, and you you have this car chase where like. You'd see this in a Bond movie where he's chasing the girl and the girl is trying to warn him that there's somebody trying to kill him. And James Bond is already like, I know. And he's got his shields yeah. up and he's firing the yeah. rockets backwards. And like, that's something you'd expect in a Bond film. Where in this one, he's chasing the girl and she's like, dude, there's someone trying to kill you. And he's yeah. like, how do you roll down these goddamn windows? Like and he like, thinks that she's hitting on him. Yeah, and at the same time, he's firing all this shit out of the back of his car. <laughs> That's just hitting like hand jaws. Like <laughs> he almost kills like an entire school bus of his friends. Like fired a rocket between their tires, and he had no idea that he fired it. Yeah, like it's so dumb and silly, and like, it, it, but it, it works because the scene is just as effective. It works. It stops uh, hand jaws, and like <laughs> fucking. Uh, he should the girl gets away. He ends up fucking off to the side of the road and he makes his way to the casino where she's at, where he has to change into his super cool tux, his spy tuxedo. Yeah. And he goes in there and there's Roger Reese gambling. And which is like, like classic, classic, classic Bond villain. Bond. Yeah. yeah. Like gambling in a casino, classic Bond villain. And he's there much like Bond. Just talking about how beautiful she is, that he just needed to know who she was when he saw her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing that has been really, really, really consistent in all the Bond movies. Like, Bond's kryptonite is pussy. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's kryptonite. It's just pussy. Like, there's the, the woman's name could be, like, secret agent killer assassin. And he's still like, what a fucking lovely name. Like, <laughs> just like. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you said your name was a lot of. Um... All right, then. <laughs> yeah. A lot of. And, a lot of vagina. And like, you have this fucking. There's a woman named Pussy Galore in a legit James that's Bond not, movie, man. That's not, yeah, that is not a made up name. Like, it is not a name that we came up for for this yeah, podcast. No. Pussy Galore is a name of a Bond girl. Like, oh my goodness, that's so funny. Like, it really is fucking mad out there, man. Like, the shit is so fucking silly. That's why, like I said, like, 
I get that you're making a parody, but you accidentally made a really good Bond movie. That's what that's what uh, Galaxy Quest did for Star Trek. Right. Like, like it's straight up a parody of Star Trek, but it actually but it's a turned out to be track. one of the better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's a same good thing Star with, Trek uh, episode. Yeah. Like same thing with uh, uh, the Orville. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's I haven't seen show. That yet. I hear it's really good. Though, it's, but I haven't seen it. It's a better Star Trek show than it is a Star Trek parody. And like that's Which, it's it's funny when you do that, like when you accidentally yeah. fucking do something better than what you were trying to like parody. Yeah. So like you get this moment where like where even Storenko's like, young man, are you playing or 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 not? And like he grabs his hand and he's like, Hey, take it easy, pal. I'm talking to the lady. <laughs> and like he grabs <gasps> him and yeah, like everybody's like, like, Oh shit, he just touched him. And his yeah. guards stand up and like all this shit. And he's like completely indifferent to any of this like he doesn't yeah. notice anything of how terrified people are that he just touched him and, and like this not, is and this is the guy his guards are up ready to snap his neck yeah and this is a guy who he's supposed to be protect like he's supposed to keep an eye out for you know <laughs> See, he's just you, like no no i'd rather i'd rather talk to this chick <laughs> so you you get this um it's a it's a james bond moment but it is such such a Richard Grieco moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's when um, he pulls the card and he's like, there you go, Blackjack, we win. And she's <laughs> like, face cards don't mean anything. You need an eight to win. And like fucking Storenko looks at him. He's like, perhaps you'd like to up your wager. And even the guy, the 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 dealer goes, sir, that's highly irregular. And like just looks at him in the eyes like, I make the rules. Like, Yeah, Storenko's total, like, yeah, I just, I just bought villain. this hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. like oh well, they should. I just bought the place. Like, yeah. <laughs> shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow, okay, okay Elon. But like, <laughs> I just bought Twitter. Hashtag blow me. But um, yeah, dude. So like, he has and he this, uses he uses the glasses, the X-ray it's glasses, like- and he goes. I'm sorry, I can't see a thing without my glasses, and puts on these gaudy gaudy oakley's like yeah those, those are like 1990s oakley's if i ever saw a pair and mm-hmm. like of course the next card is an eight and he's like yeah hit me and he wins and he's like uh he's like like fucking shaking and everything and like roger reese does that like oh like i can't yeah. touch him like i want to and- pop his head like a pimple but you know what I gotta be cool. I gotta be calm. I'm gonna be real. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm he's, he's got he's got a great calm, furious face. Yeah, like just, dude, it's so like, good. Yeah, like you could just tell he wants to pop his head like a zit. I challenge you to a duel. Except, <laughs> <laughs> <I said, "Burn." laughs> but like I was God, angry dude. before, Colbin, but now I am really pissed, really pissed off. off. Like it's it's so true, dude. Because like. It's weird to think of the comedic chops that yeah. he really has, especially if you go and you watch something as fucking hilarious as Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Like he's amazing in that. And then in this movie, he plays everything so straight. Yeah. Like of and all he's the terrifying, shit, all the funny shit that's happening around him, he's playing a villain, and yeah. he's not not divulging from that at all. Mm. Like he is being a villain. Even in the moments that are supposed to be really funny, like where he, they've got the whole class, like his whole class 
his 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 fucking the students of his classroom are being held in a cage over a smelting pot of gold. Yeah. And like he's walking by and he's 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 riffing. Can I riff? Like he's just riffing. He's villain riffing. And there's fucking the poor French teacher. <laughs> like, excuse me, sir. We don't know what's going on here. Could you maybe let us out? You. Who are you? Like so fucking furious and angry. And she's like, well, I'm I'm Miss Scrober and I'm a French teacher with the Detroit Municipal School System. <laughs> Don't point with me, French teacher. And just like tries to drop her in the smelting pot. Like so, he's so he's so villainous. Like even during like all these silly jokes and shit like that. Yeah. She, he's still such a bad guy. So and, let's talk about this finale, man, because I got to tell you, with with all the flaws that this movie has, the this third movie act is good. nails the ending, bro. <laughs> the third act is really This good. is one of the most exciting action-filled. Like, I didn't know William Deere had it in him, bro. <laughs> no shit, right? Like, this guy directs directs uh, uh, drama, you know? Like, because the, the third act is an action movie. And Straight boy, is it fun. And dude, it's Richard fun. Grieco, man, like he looks so good holding that machine gun yeah. and dragging her within the arm. Like he looks a, like a super action hero, dude. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a renaissance action painting waiting to happen. Like somebody exactly, really should dude. make yeah, that. Dude. <laughs> it is very much the cover of Army of Darkness. Yeah. Like, just like the chick on his arm and him firing the machine gun, like – it's yeah. really good. And the set piece, bro. The set piece, the 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 the, the gold melting or whatever, like yeah. the whole room, the whole area, like the giant smelting pot. It, it's it's like this is where all their effort went into it, and good god, it works. It's so good. It's we so really much were fun. just missing the lava sharks with laser beams attached. Yeah, their that's like, their freaking heads. Yeah, dude. And and it, it's it all culminates to this to this action scene, and it's so exciting. And so much fun. And then the scene where, where he finally rescues his class yeah. and then it's around and she, his teacher's freaking out and stuff. See, because like, like this, this whole sequence starts with the, the dinner. Yeah. And the dinner is really, really tense. Like they have like one last kind of funny moment where like he tells him, he's like, you know, you're not eating like he because like, he, he wants to have dinner. With Michael Corbin and even yeah. uh, he's where he's gonna monologue, he's do his yeah, monologue. He's gonna do his. And he's like, "Cause I want to talk. I never get to talk." <laughs> She's like, "Talk, talk, talk. Talking is your fatal flaw, Augustus." <laughs> like letting him know, like, bro, don't riff. You don't need <laughs> to riff. Like, just, just kill him. Like, I'm going to place him in an easily escapable situation. Like, <laughs> like no. And then, and then leave him I'm alone and assume it all with the plan. What? <laughs> And like I, I love that part. I have a gun in my room. I'll go get it. it yeah, dude. Like she's such the Scott Evil in this moment. Like I have a gun in my room. You give me five seconds. I will go and get it. We'll shoot them together. It'll be fun. Like, <laughs> uh, you feel so bad for her because she's like, dude, yeah. you won. Stop. Like just shoot them. And like let's just call it a day. Like no, I'm gonna riff. Like he needs to riff. So I like to tell, I need to tell somebody my plan or else nobody's going to appreciate it. <laughs> so like you get this this moment where he's telling him that like the chef worked really hard to prepare the meal he's not eating. 
And he goes, you're eating off of fine china, like not just any fine china. It's antique, exquisite. It once belonged to Catherine the Great. And he does the most ballsy thing I've ever seen. Like he just just drops it. it on the floor and breaks it to pieces. Like, and like, it's so cool. And then, of course, he riffs. And he explains to him that he's going to take all this gold and he's going to create his own currency, like a new nation under Starenko. Like, I'll make my own nation with blackjack, blackjack and hookers. And, hookers. <laughs> and like, there, there's this fucking... And he, even tell, and he tells him how he's going to poison them with the CIA's own concoction. Like that they'll all die at random points and it'll all look like natural causes. Like yeah. they won't have any choice but to turn to him. And, like, he fucking loses his shit and, like, I'm going to nail your ass to the wall. Yes, well, that sounds very painful. <laughs> and, like, they drag him back to his cell. And that's when he realizes he still has the explosive gum. Mm-hmm. So, like, he chews it. He puts it on the foil. And the guard's outside the door. And he can't see him because he's on the floor trying to get the guard to step on it. And, like, even the, come on, asshole, double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's such That's a great line. line. That's a great line, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he steps on it and, boom, blows himself up. And, like, now the third act begins. Yeah. Like, third act has started. And, like, he goes into the smelting chamber. His friends are being, like, dangled over it. And because when you have gold, you really do need nitrous oxide to freeze it sometimes. Yeah. Like, you really do need to use it. So he freezes the gold lowers them and fucking they walk out and that's where she's like michael what is happening oh my god there are people shooting at us like i will explain everything to you later but right now and he hands her the machine gun you You are are the the french French teacher teacher. and she wraps like her sleeve around her head like rambo i understand and like (laughs) that's the transition to badass is so because It's because throughout the whole movie, she's being pushed around by all these people that are like, like everybody bullies her because she's, you know, uh, they think that she's some, some operative, some assassin named the French teacher. The French teacher is a code name. Yeah. (laughs) No, and she's a French teacher. (laughs) The scene where she's in the plane. And then the guy comes up to her and is like, you leave Michael Corbin alone or else I'm going to blow your head off. Got it? He puts the gun in her head and then like she complains to the other fucking chick to trying Hunt. to kill to Linda Hunt, trying to kill Michael Corbin. Snap out, of <laughs> Snap out of this. Snaps her across her fucking face. Like she is constantly bullied throughout this whole movie. Even the fucking the switching bus drivers. Like, yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) She's so stupid, dude. So, like, the transition to her being a total badass is so fucking funny because, like, it's satisfying. It's satisfying because she's been just bullied and pushed around this whole time. And her great sin is trying to be a good teacher. Like, her great, the the worst thing she's done is try to be a good teacher. (laughs) Like, she's bullied nonstop for it. So, like, like, you are the French teacher. And she's like, move it like she's she's dedicated like she's in it man <laughs> and then you get this like moment where like fucking hand jaws comes out and now him and michael corbin are fighting on the frozen gold which like, is such a cool visual dude I, I, like when they throw them it starts to crack and the heated gold underneath starts like steam comes out and it starts to bubble over 
And I'm like, dude, this is like the stakes are really high. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and and somewhere somewhere George Lucas was like, you know, this is a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. And Spielberg was like, dude, I had a really good idea. What if we take the guns and turn them into walkie talkies? <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it! But, yeah. Um, yeah, that made that made ET less dead. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, dude. So like, you have this fucking fight, and it's really epic because this dude does have a claw, a big iron claw for a hand. Yeah. So like, he punches through it, and he pulls his hand out, and now his hand is dripping in smelted gold. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like this is just fucking wicked. Like, like the way the glove just retreats into his sleeve and it exposes his metal hand. Like that was real cool. Yeah, I was like, oh and shit! Like yeah. the glove just snaps off. Yeah. Like it's dope. They did. It's such a really good James Bond third act. Yeah. So like, you get to the scene where they're where he's getting ready to do the toast with the poison in the drink, and like you know he he opens his he has he pours his drink from a separate bottle. So like the everybody else is getting the poison. So like, he had all these people get their glasses and they're raising a toast to the new Europe, and fucking the French teacher shows up. The bar is closed. It blows <laughs> the chandelier up, lands yeah. on top of all the drinks, and she shouts that the that the champagne's poisoned. And like trying to recover himself, like poisoned, preposterous. This is absurd. Who will drink with me to the new Europe? And Michael Corbin runs into the room, and in such a smooth way, snatches a glass of champagne out of one person's hand. Hands Switches it, it. <laughs> hands it to fucking Roger Reese and takes the other one out of his hand. I'll drink with you. Here's to a long life. And just like, well, what are you going to do, asshole? Are you going to drink it and poison yourself? Or are you going to show everybody that you were about to poison them? And fucking Roger Reese looks him in the eye and says, I'll nail your ass to the wall and just <laughs> throws it against the wall, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. And then Mariska's getting ready to blow the blow Steranko's head off. And she does the, you killed my father. And then here comes the twist. No, dear. I killed your father. And the whip necklace again. I love the yeah. whip necklace. It's I'm, so I, cool. I'm sitting here watching this as a kid. I'm like, bro, is it me or is this the most exciting fucking movie? Yeah. Like, ever. It's still so really fucking fun to watch. And we're and talking like, about purpley here, ladies and gentlemen. Like this movie is legit exciting. The last, it's, yeah, the last like is, yeah. the everything up until the third act is pretty funny and yeah. has really good action moments and mm -hmm. really good tributes to 007. It's a love and letter. It's a straight it's up a love, love letter, letter because you know, like it's making fun of 007, but at the same time, it, it's kind of like Lego Batman where. You can't make fun of it uh, properly unless you really, truly love it. Right. Yeah. The, are those all real villains? I don't know. Probably worth it. Google. <laughs> but like, like it's, it is. It's very much like it's a very loving parody. Yeah. Like you're, you're making fun of the stuff that's, that you can make fun of all while, while showing you why, it's, why you make fun of it, why so many people love it to begin with. Mm -hmm, like yeah. it, is, it is very fucking the third act, like most Bond films. This is very, very action-packed. Yeah. Like, it's very fucking fun. And then, like, you go from there to Steranko escaping 
with like boxes and boxes and boxes of these melted gold, these gold coins that he's made. Like it's literally billions of dollars in gold, like mm-hmm. on a helicopter. And fucking Lena Davis says like, we're too heavy. We've got to lose weight. And she starts kicking boxes out and he grabs her and goes, not the gold and just kicks her out of the helicopter. And she Uh uses the whip again to catch the leg of the helicopter. And this was the point where I started to feel sorry for her. Yeah. (laughs) And she's she's like, you owe Mr. Echo. I raised you. or I taught you everything, you know, or or whatever she says for you. You yeah. taught me well and just kicks her off the helicopter, dude, to die. And like, it's so she funny. She went out that, like a little bitch, man. <laughs> like a bitch. All the badassery. Yeah, she went and out then, like a bitch, dude. And then like you get this moment where Michael Corbin runs out with his machine gun and just starts shooting holes into the bottom of the helicopter and all the gold starts to fall out. And he's like, no, no, and just falls out of the helicopter trying to keep the gold in. And the helicopter falls on top of him, exploding and crushing him and his gold. And then fucking, they're on top of a building that's now on fire. And Michael Corbin's got to use his badass like suction cup shoes to like slide down the roof. Which is probably the worst effect in this movie. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> the worst effect, but it, it yeah. like... It's still exciting. It's, it's one of those things. it works. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, it's too late. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too late to fuck. You accept movie. it. You accept it. You yeah. Straight up accept it. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's far too late to fuck this movie up for me. Like I'm in, I'm in till the end. Like, yeah. And, and, and then the, the culmination of, of the French teacher where she, where she's running like, move it, move it. And then they come and they grab the gun. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like she's one of those people that only feels badass with a gun, I guess. Yeah. But like, you know, as soon as she gets home, she's going to like subscribe to guns and ammo magazine. And like, I, I really did. Wait. I really did wish they made a sequel with her. Yeah. Like, and with Robin Bartlett and called it the French teacher. Like she was fucking so funny. Like she really does steal the show. Like once they yeah. hand her the gun, she does steal the, the rest of the movies. Hers. Yeah. Like she just straight up jacks it. <laughs> and then the movie just like ends. Like there's yeah. no, there's no, pro, uh, there's no prologue or anything. Cause they do, they do kind of set it up so that you can come back to this movie anytime. They never did. But yeah. Like, no, it really was set up that you could come back to it at any given time. Movie only oh, yeah. made seven million dollars worldwide. Oh but my appara- god! Yeah, apparently it only cost like eight to make though. So it wasn't seriously. Too, yeah, it wasn't too bad of a tanking. My like, goodness, you, man! It's pretty crazy considering like all the things that were going on in that movie, like that the budget was as little as it was. Yeah, like, but and, it only- and, and they they I mean it, it was it really you couldn't re- I couldn't really tell. If at all they cut any corners, because it looked like every if, yeah. if, it, if that's how much it was, every yeah. single bit of it is on the screen. Like it lost money, especially in that last the last. Uh, yeah, like bro, that the, the third act is eight million dollars alone. The yeah. smelting pot like scene is eight million dollars alone to me. Yeah, straight up. Like, man. and apparently it only made that much. When I say worldwide, I mean it only came out in, in the United States and Canada in limited theaters. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, that, that's why I, I didn't I never I never saw it like at theaters or anything like that. I saw it on HBO. Yeah, um, I saw it on Cinemax. You know, yeah. HBO or Cinemax, one of those things. But anyway, yeah, man, looks looks could kill. Um, it's one of those movies where if you are a James Bond fan and uh the one or two of you that are Richard Greco fans still, uh <laughs> <laughs> still. no, but but no, but seriously, um 
this movie has everything going for it. Um, it it's I want to say that it, yes, it does have a cult following, but I don't hear anybody talking about it. You know, I don't I don't either. But I have noticed that like it is one of those movies that like I'll talk to cinephiles about, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they won't remember the name of the movie. But mm-hmm. I start telling them scenes, and they're like, "I remember, I remember that movie." Like they'll yeah. remember it. Like a lot of people have seen it, just a lot of people don't seem to remember the name of it. And it is like, it's a good movie. It like, really I, is. I, I'm not. I, I know we come on here a lot and we defend bad movies, and sometimes we bash good movies. Mm-hmm. But like, in all sincerity, this movie is just good. It's a it's a fun action comedy. It's like, good it really, because really it's good because the comedy is funny, the the uh, the action is done really really well, very well. Uh, all of the actors uh, are taking this just seriously enough. Yeah, to make it good, and, and the jokes always land. Yeah, like there there's not there's there's no jokes that don't land. Like there there may be like one joke to me that didn't land, and I feel like they used it specifically was shot for the trailer. I don't mm. remember the trailer at all, but like, I feel like this would have been like a line for the trailer. Even the close up of his face yeah. is when, um, she says, you can't reason with these people. They're going to kill me. They're going to kill you. And they're going to kill your friends. And he goes, geez, talk about peer pressure. <laughs> like, like that didn't last. I was like, what the fuck does that have to, what? <laughs> yeah, and what? like, but like they close, they get a real good close up of his face for that. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's a trailer spot. Yeah. Like it just feels like they shot that specifically you gotta hammer, the trailer. You, you gotta hammer home the fact that he's a, a teenager. He's a teenager. Exactly. Yeah. It feels so, like remember he's a kid. Yeah. Like, is he though? All right. I mean, there's there's a couple of scenes in this movie that that really shows its age. Um yeah. you know, there's just about every scene with his face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever oh, catch man. the the um, the goof in the airport. No. So, so like all the stuff that was shot in the airport, uh-huh. I think it was shot in a day. Okay. Like everything shot at the airport was shot in one day. I think that makes sense uh, because they can only afford it for one day. It's the only scene in the movie where whoever the hairstylist was forgot Richard Grieco's gel. Ah, uh. his hair is like, in this really weird flat, it looks like his hair got popped. Like if his hair had a balloon in it, it looks like somebody went it's flat. It's flat on his head, and it's only in the airport. Oh, he when was, he's coming out, when he's coming out of the airport, uh, uh, or they're outside of the airport, right? Yeah, all the way to outside of the airport, yeah. and when they get to the the CIA training facility, he has gel in his hair again. Yeah, okay. I'm like, what the fuck? It's literally just the airport scene. Go back and watch everything in the airport. His hair's flat. Huh, like crazy. somebody somebody forgot Richard Grieco's gel that day and it's like <laughs> should we go back and get it like we don't have time yeah <laughs> it did one of those 24 hour days 24 yeah. hour days yeah oh god oh, I hate those uh, flashbacks. <laughs> oh, flashbacks <laughs> anyway uh yeah man uh it's currently as of right now as of this recording it's on uh YouTube uh For but free. 
but if if for some reason you have a hankering to watch it and and you want to take our advice and it's not available on YouTube, it's worth the three bucks to rent. It's it really is. It's like, like yeah, it, like, yeah. Me. You won't you won't you won't be sorry. Like it's it's really good for nineteen ninety one. James Bond parody. It's really good. There are better like action parodies comedies, out there. man. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. There's way better. There are better parodies, parodies but this one is is definitely uh, worth it. It's but yeah, but this is a good one. Like. It's not, you know, normally you make, we make fun of it and you're like, of all the parodies, this is definitely one, but like, no, this is a good one. It's, it's a fun action comedy. I, I like with all seriousness, I would recommend this to anybody. Yeah. Like anybody, yeah. like it's one of the, it's one of those movies that like, if somebody watches it and goes, I didn't like that. Like, bro, you don't like movies. <laughs> like you don't like yeah. movies. You don't know what a good movie is. Like, that's a good movie. It's visually cool. Like it's acted well enough. Like the action is really fucking fun. The story's mm -hmm. easy to follow. Not yeah. only is it easy to follow, it's fun and it's interesting. It's an interesting enough clusterfuck of like fucking Coen Brothers proportions. Like it's good. Like yeah. the, the whole movie's really good and it's fucking 90 minutes of your time. Yeah. Like I assure you, there are, we, we reviewed way worse movies. Yeah. Like, straight up. Time on. We did it a couple weeks ago when we reviewed uh, <laughs> Jury Duty. <laughs> Go check that out. <laughs> and I just said that Patty Sanders. She goes, yes, you have. <laughs> our 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 podcast, I would say with no hint of irony, our podcast is way more entertaining than that movie. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh next week we're going definitely, to we're going to uh, <laughs> we're gonna stick with the nineties. And I gotta tell you, man, uh we just had the Super Bowl and uh, I'm already going through uh football withdrawals. So we're, we're gonna, gonna do football withdrawals too, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, I I'm, found myself I'm, watching clips on YouTube like this past <laughs> week, like this yeah. whole past week. I've just been watching clips on YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ready for it to go, man. Yeah, that's the, but, that's the worst part about football season is it ends. Yeah. So uh, and boy, did it did it go out with a bang, man. It was it was a really really good game. But anyway, it, it went out it went out with cheating refs helping <laughs> Kansas City. I don't care. I like I have no I have no foot in that game. I don't care about either of those teams. They could both fucking lose. And if I had to pick one. I would have gone Kansas City. I, I really was rooting for the Eagles this year because uh, it's my brother's team. Yeah. And, like, they were the better team this year. Yeah. They really fucking were. But, like, holding. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Okay, just give them the game, rep. Even, <laughs> even the way, like, the, the camera, like, co like, cut away to Patrick Mahomes, like, to his face when they called them for, for holding, and he's laughing. Like, even <laughs> he knows that's a bullshit call. Yeah. But, but like it's it's whatever, like it's season's over, didn't fucking yeah. matter to me. Like the, the Eagles. If it was my team. If it was my team, then I'd be then we'd be taking a car trip over to. Uh, to yeah, there, there'd be a, <laughs> there'd be a few holes in the walls. I'd be sitting yeah. in a back of my own tears right now. Yeah, my like, face would be all over all over YouTube and Facebook, uh, destroying a TV. We would have been one of the broken TV guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. would, I might have been. I half yeah. expected my brother to be a broken TV guy yesterday. He was mad, dude. I don't blame him. His team got fucked. Yeah. His team got fucked. It was not fair. I even told him that. I was like, bro, you know I don't like the Eagles, but, like, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. that's bull. That was Roger Goodell like, nah, I want Mahomes to get it again. Like, so. Poor shit call. But whatever. We, we got, I, got the, I got the bad withdrawals for football. And like next week, it's time to use some intimidation, bro. 
Yeah, and I I I can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna go a little a little uh, lighter on the fair with this one because we're gonna be reviewing the uh, football classic, which is in and itself a a time capsule to better times, especially with cowboy fans, oh. little giants. Hell yeah! <laughs> Back wait, wait, when you you had you had to make a movie where you beat the Cowboys yeah. because you couldn't beat the Cowboys back then. Yep. I remember 27 years be damned. I'm 38 <laughs> years old. I was at my prime when we were kicking yep. ass. We were, we were at our prime, brother. And, and man, this movie was... This shit going be our year. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie as a kid because they had the Cowboys in it and Emmett Smith came out and John Madden came out in it. And, ah, and, and man, well... And Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill and... and Man, and talk about an all-star lineup. But anyway. And that, and that guy who looks suspiciously like Howie Long, but wasn't Howie Long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's true. He does I, look exactly I, like I Howie Long. I forget what his name is. Spike's dad. He looks like yeah. Howie Long. Yeah. Every night, I rub his hamstring with evaporated milk. Like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> okay. Let it die. He's Let it high. He's high. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, next week uh, we're going to be reviewing Little Giants uh, to uh, kind of uh, kick off the uh, NFL offseason and uh, kind of satiate our appetites just for a little bit longer until uh, football returns in August proper. So until next time, uh, Bob, hey, where uh, can people get our awesome podcast? Oh, you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold, including Good Pods. Yeah. Our good friends, Spotify, Podbean, we're all over the place. You love us. You need us. You can't get enough of us. Bro, we're doing the Little Giants next week. What are you doing here? Are you not just waiting by your Spotify? Are you not entertained? Well, you should be. We're entertaining. We're really good at what we do, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, we're so good. Maybe y'all should throw us a couple of bucks. Check out our Patreon because uh, we got a Patreon. and uh, <laughs> we're, le- we're less than a cup of coffee a day and not even yeah. one of those expensive coffees like those stretch no. coffees. Yeah, one of the one of the really really uh, uh, the cheap ones that you know it's just water and grounded up beans. Yeah, you, you know, know, depending on the, the stripes you go to, you might get like that coffee dust in it. Yeah, you know the crunchy right. coffee. We're cheaper <laughs> than that coffee. Yeah, and you get all this good stuff. Next week you're getting little giants. This week you got looks could kill. The week before you got uh, freaking uh, uh, a National Lampoon Senior Trip. We're on a roll, ladies and gentlemen, of nineties nineties nostalgia awesomeness. And we uh, kick you- ass, man. Yeah, we kick all kinds of ass. All kinds of ass. All kinds of ass. All the ass. All the ass. <laughs> <laughs> the AI is stuck on a loop, ladies and gentlemen. So join us next week. Ass, ass, uh, ass, ass, <laughs> ass, and titties. Oh, I'm not going to sing that any further because I'll get fucking oh, yeah. we'll get demonetized. <laughs> like we're monetized now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, well, don't I will. tell them that, Will. <laughs> I'm Will. I'm Bob. That, my friends, was the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We will see you all next week. Later.